0: Hello, this is real history with Melissa, and it is November the ninth twenty twenty three and I am here today with Neil Foster. Hello
1: Hello, how,
0: how are, are you? Ya?
1: All right Eight Good. campaigns and all that kind of usual stuff most older people, but uh, there you go These <laughs> things Sam. Um, we survive
0: That's right. We live to fight another day,
1: yeah. Actually, it just uh, just uh, just just came into my mind. I was in the, I was in Walmart today, and a few months ago I bought uh, stuff online from this kind of a decent company, like all organic, uh, like dried milk powder, dried cheese powder, that kind of thing, like ten year storage. And Walmart now sells it. Big shelf of it. All this uh, long term storable food. I thought, isn't that interesting? Why would Walmart be selling that? Are they trying to tell you something? <laughs> Because they, they don't want you buying stuff that's gone last ten years. They want you to buy stuff that you're going to eat today and come back tomorrow for more, don't they?
0: Well, I would think so. But on the other hand, they're probably seeing that the the kind of prepping mentality has really taken off in the last few years. Yeah. It's money to be made, so why not get in on it?
1: Yeah. Well, I bought some anyway. <laughs> <laughs> I saw it there. I'll some of that. Yeah. I'll buy. I'll buy a tin of I'll, No one of these. It's like a. I don't. Know, one of these like big coffee size drums. Of stuff. I've got a chilli mix. I've got some dried peppers and I've got, I've got cheese and I've got dried milk and dried egg powder. So I'll just keep going and stock up. I mean, if I'm still alive in 10 years time, I'll be doing alright. So uh, <laughs> if the food lasts that long, we're okay.
2: <laughs>
1: anyway, that's an aside.
2: Well,
0: that's good. So anything else um, in the like gardening, chicken, fishing,
2: oh,
1: chi- chickens are Chickens are on adult food now. Uh, they're all, uh, yeah, they're getting big and noisy and practicing egg laying I think oh um, good but, um, no, no, no eggs no eggs yet but um there is, I've got I watched a video about how to how to train your chickens to allow you to pick them up and we've got eight I've got six of them kind of mastered and the, the two red ones are the the fussiest and most skittish but they're always the first ones to the door when anything's happening mm-hmm. um, but uh, you've got to treat them like like you're the rooster Mm-hmm. And you've got to kind of get hold of them and kind of push them down a bit as a, as the rooster would to kind of make them subservient. <laughs> so uh, you've got to, you've got to use a little bit of carrot. You give them a, like like a, a treat, a chicken treat, and then they'll they'll come over and then you you hijack them yeah. or kidnap them and it, like, right, okay, I've got you now. That's it. <laughs> so um, yeah, they're, they're all right. That's fun. Yeah. Fun
0: to have. Well, I remember a couple of months ago, or three months ago, we were talking, and this was just about the time that you thought they might be ready to start laying eggs, so...
1: Yeah, yeah, we're, we're pretty close, but so, I mean, it's coming into colder weather, and generally uh, chicken's egg laying kind of slows down in the winter, so mm-hmm. we might have to wait till spring, I don't know. We'll see. We might get a surprise the next week or so. Who knows?
2: Mm.
0: You have sent me a few interesting things, and I... Don't know where you want to dive in, but if you've got something that you want to uh, start with
1: i guess I guess we'll start on uh the digital ID thing because so I pulled up another few things um just on the on the same thing but to do with gates and uh, the u n and stuff okay so maybe we'll start with that one All uh, right. what was that yeah i mean it's the original article is on the people's voice, which I wouldn't ordinarily um you know recommend to people it's uh, David Icke's channel. And the presenter is a bit strange. I don't really like his style or anything. But the title in any of this article, is UN says Bill Gates' digital IDs will be will be mandatory to participate in society. So if you look into that, here's this this creep, this uh, you know unintelligent mouthpiece for for uh, all this garbage eugenicist. I don't think he actually really has the intelligence to understand what he's actually doing. I don't think he's that bright. I mean he's uh everything he seems to say you see him in videos and it's all the hand waving stuff and he's he's not really saying anything you know it says there's no intelligence to it it's just all sound bites and and all this kind of stuff and uh yeah i think he's just a, a front man
2: right.
1: anybody who thinks that guy's intelligent i think is a uh, unintelligent themselves.
0: No, I had this visual a few years ago of, of, he he was still with Melinda at the time, but that they were, the the visual was that they were basically battery operated and their handlers hung them up on a wall by a hook, you know, with his little <laughs> yeah. pullover sweaters.
1: Yeah, and that's, maybe that's why his hands are waving trying try to get the hook off the back of his neck, I don't know. But, uh, yeah, I mean, the, this, this, uh, thing says the projects are based on what's known as Digital Public Infrastructure, aka DPI. The unelected globalist organisation's justification for demanding that the human race be pinned down with digital IDs as the alleged necessity to reach the UN Sustainable Development Goals. So here we are back to climate change. So we need digital ID for climate change. Well, why would you need that? Now, well, obviously, because you're going to be uh, graded on your consumption, right?
2: Mm-hmm.
1: They're going to, they're going to want to know what you're eating. Where you're going, what uh, fuel you're using, how much energy you're using, you know, you're going to be treated like um, like a commodity to to buy and sell. Maybe, maybe you know there'll be a what's it a carbon a carbon credit system for for you. You know you'll be a you'll be like a debt if you're using too much. You'll be sold on to some hedge fund or something as a as a bad debt. You know who knows where this goes. I mean, it can go into everything, can it? I mean, everything you do. It's going to be tracked, traced, recorded, and then uh, and we'll get on to like laws and everything and what the, the law is and how non-existent it actually is. Well, I mean, if you do something today, maybe a year down the line, they make a law and do it retrospectively and say, oh, well, you know, you're going to prison because mm-hmm. you did this, you bad boy. How do you know that? Oh, we had a digital ID and we tracked and traced everything you did. That's It's, right. it's just, it's, I mean, it's, it's surveillance on steroids. It's it it really is.
0: You know, This the redux that I put up this last weekend was about just this, that, uh, you know, I, I chose it because Alan started off with the list in the Middle East and Iran and so forth. But he really got into a good, concise overview of what the credit, you know, the social credit system is and how, you know, China is the model state. But don't kid yourselves. It's already here or, you know, pretty much here in every country, no matter where you live. And what this was back in 2019, and he was showing some really Mm. good articles, some technology that existed then of facial recognition. DNA and all of this, and it's it's absolutely, you know, you walk into a store, you've got your cell phone, you start getting the little prompts, the little nudges that tell you that you should get this yogurt, and that's because the last time you were in that store, you looked at the yogurt, but you didn't. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if you have noticed this, but they have started putting some Cameras in stores that register—not, you know—not all stores, not everywhere. Very unobtrusive, but they register your reaction to something that you are looking at on the shelf. But mm-hmm. besides that, you know, that's facial recognition.
1: Yeah, well, I, I, I spoke to somebody a while ago. I think I might have mentioned it on here that uh, somebody had been uh, caught shoplifting or something in Walmart, and this was a this was a cop that was talking to this other person, and it and the, the cop was. Totally amazed at the, the technology that Walmart had, their camera technology. It says they, they could spot a spider on the floor. Mm. See, so their camera technology is so way more advanced than even the stuff the cops have got. This isn't to stop uh, shoplifting, it's no. for far more than that. You know? And uh, as I was just saying to Paula earlier, um, about, the, about the storable food and stuff like that, and uh, the technology they've got costs, obviously costs a lot of money. And uh, if it's better than the police have got, and the police have got some good stuff, then it must be really expensive, right? And they've refurbished all these stores recently, uh, right before COVID, actually. They refurbished our local one, and they've refurbished it since then, again.
2: Yeah.
1: And then I've, I've seen reports about so many stores, 1,200 sto- Walmart stores are going to get another refurbishment. What, how? How is that feasible? How is that even financially? How does it make, make any sense? Why? Why are they doing this if not to put in new technology which is uh you know as a refurbishment mean they're going to put everything behind glass is that what it means like you can't get access to anything without a digital id
0: well that is because certainly possible goal. i mean you remember a while back you were talking about the bars the, the different ways of stopping people from going into stores sometimes it would be like a You know, a a big metal bar that was drilled into the ground, but you also Mm -hmm. have the cages that go down over doors and you said it'll get to the point where people will be robbing you as you leave the store with your purchases. Yeah,
1: because what option will you have? If if you can't get into the store, you're going to need food and uh, you're just going to look for any opportunity to get it. And if that means you you turn to crime, well, people, people want to feed their children and they they see the mindless fools who've gone along with this uh, digital ID thing and the, the social credit system and cashless society and all the rest of it. And they'll look at them and think, well, they deserve what they get. When I'm going to rob them. And to a certain extent, they're right because it's them that's forced them into that situation. Mm-hmm. It's, the, it's the compliant idiots who have forced these people into a, a desperate situation.
2: That is so and
1: you, I don't think you can really argue with their, their motivation for doing such things to... uh to feed the family if it comes to it.
0: Everything is recycled in history, and what we're going through now and about to be going through big time, think about Charles Dickens and Hmm. what he wrote about the poor people in Britain. And when you think about the poorhouse, I mean, a lot of people might not know this, but many, many, many people were imprisoned because in debt, they called it debtor's prison. Mm-hmm. So they couldn't afford to pay their bills, they couldn't afford to live. And so, what was done was they were just tossed in prison because of that. And well, I
1: don't think that's really gone away.
0: No, it, it hasn't gone away. But a, a lot of the reason why people ended up imprisoned would be over an infraction. And this happened as simple as stealing a loaf of bread because they were starving. Mm-hmm.
1: Or, or worse than that, you were deported to Australia or, or yeah, Canada or something.
0: Yeah, uh, uh, absolutely.
1: Or or hung. <laughs> you know. Um, Which is worse. Yeah, yeah, of course. They'd um, <laughs> probably get all three. You get sent to Australia <laughs> and then they're starving there as well and have to steal a loaf of bread again.
2: Yeah.
1: It's, uh, this, because they, they didn't have it easy when they went to these places either. No. So... It wasn't any different. It's just, uh, it's like, as I say, we'll come on to the, the law and what it means, if anything at all, these days. Um, they basically used stealing a loaf of bread as an excuse to kidnap you and take you halfway around the world and make you work for nothing. Mm-hmm. That's basically what they did.
0: Mm-hmm. And just before yeah. we get on to the other stuff, too, you know, when they had the uh, potato famine in Ireland, but it affected mm-hmm. Scotland, too, but when they sent these people over to the united states what was the very first thing that they did to the young men as they were well, disembarking? They the army. exactly <laughs> the military. yeah i mean they were yeah. coming down off of the ships and they had tables yeah. set up to sign them up into the us military
1: well, I, I think that was uh, was that in one of the the opening sequences of uh, gangs, gangs of, of new york, new
0: york yeah. Is it? <laughs> yeah yeah that's where i get all yeah. my history <laughs>
1: Yeah, yeah, well, it's a pretty good movie for that. It, uh, yes. it shows quite a lot of stuff. But this, this, uh, this um, digital ID public goods alliance and co-development. Da 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 da. Fifty countries are designated as global test beds. It doesn't say what these countries are, um, where the DPI in question will receive a concerted push from said entities like UN, Gates, uh, WF, Unsurprisingly, the te- technology will be tested in third-world countries. Well, they're already doing that. We see, I think in India, I think they've, um, they've already done this. They've got a social credit system going in there. And it says here before 2030. Well, they're, they're well ahead of the game on that one.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And the WF, here we go, promises that the new... Promises, right? How can you believe anything these people say? Uh, unless it's bad for you. That the new cashless societies... This is, these are quotes. Uh, and digital IDs will be welcomed by the public due to their zero-knowledge check... Which means the public are absolutely clueless about what is going to be done to them.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: With this technology. And they're admitting it. Well, the public are too stupid to cotton caught on to what this means. The World Economic Forum is only thinking about the children.
2: Of course. Children's
1: rights around the world can be boosted by investing in digital public infrastructure. Well, why? How? How does that make any sense? Digital ID is going to be good for children. How? Yeah. <laughs> There's no logic to any of this.
0: No, no. It's, the push uh, for
1: DPI, i.e., digital IDs, vaccine passports, and central bank digital currencies is being championed by the globalist WEF. So it's, it's not about saving any children. What, what's uh, digital ID, vaccine passports, and central bank digital currencies got to do with children?
0: That's all. It's like the magic word It's like open sesame. You know, it's for the yeah. children. It's for the children. Save the children. Well, it's
1: like it's like uh, this, this push for censorship. Mm-hmm. the online harms bill in the UK and I, I, I can't remember what the name of the US one is but the, every country in Europe has got them these, these online harms bills mm-hmm. uh, but it's all to protect children from pedophiles while keeping away from politicians <laughs> how about that, that will help um, it's uh, it's always about the children and yet the children <laughs> they don't care about children in Gaza that's for sure so this thing about caring about children is just it's nonsense for anybody that's got any kind of level of intelligence whatsoever and all these people are unelected of course and they they keep talking about democracy 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 but none of the people pushing all this stuff have ever been elected by anybody
0: did you happen to look into this I mean we don't know what 50 countries they are have designated as their global test beds but did you look into see what the 50 in 5 program is
1: yeah, well, the the logo, That's... I've got it here, is 50in5.net and it launches on November the 8th. So I was going to see what that, well, I mean, we're two days away from that.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So I wonder, I wonder what that means. By that the time
0: it. this talk goes up, it will, that website will have been up a day. So we mm-hmm. might, we might actually be able to attach a few articles.
1: Well, I've just, i just brought up the uh, 50in5.net. Oh, it's a nice fancy website. Oh. Um, implementing digital public infrastructure safe, safely and inclusively. We've got to get inclusive, right? And it says here, um, by 2028, so they're the two years ahead in this one,
2: mm-hmm.
1: it will have helped. By 2028, the 50 and 5 campaign will have helped 50 countries design, <laughs> launch and scale components of their digital public infrastructure. Let's see. Digital payments, digital IDs, data exchange. I'll try to see if there's, there's... nothing here to say what the countries are. I wonder if there's... No. They've got this thing here It looks like it's, it's... It looks like they've got one of these... Um, I don't know what, what the correct name for one of these charts is. There's this spinning thing with these lines coming out from the centre and it's got all these uh, little circular nodes. So maybe when they launch it, that'll be all kind of interactive and you'll be able to click on it. I don't know. Mm. But um, global cooperation for impact, it doesn't say anywhere here what the countries are. No, it doesn't. But sponsored, sponsored uh, the partners, the first one is, of course, uh, Gates and the Centre for D- Digital Public Infrastructure, oh, the other ones, C- CO-Develop, Digital Public Goods, UN, uh, DP Department of, oh, <laughs> is that the UN Department of Population? <laughs> or Digital, digital Programme, I guess yeah. it is. I don't know. <laughs> Who knows? Uh, it's for the children, right? Yeah. Kicking off a virtual launch event on November 8th, countries will come together through 50 and 5 to share learnings, best practices and technologies that can ultimately reduce costs. For what? Uh, Build local capacity. For what? (laughs) Maximise impact. Again, for what? And help radically, there's that word, radically shorten digital public infrastructure implementation journeys. It's all just uh, <laughs> the, what, what salad. I mean, it, what does that even mean?
0: It bureaucraties. Is, is beautiful. It's a complex language yeah. that's gobbledygook. It means nothing.
2: No. You no. got
0: to hand it to these people. <laughs>
1: Uh, this, this must have been written by a computer. No human being could write this stuff. <laughs> it's just I garbage. don't know,
0: I don't know, Neil, have you met some of these bureaucrats?
1: Ah, yeah, yeah, <laughs> I've listened to some of them, yeah. But, uh, yeah, so I think maybe this, uh, on the 8th, maybe this, this thing they've got going around in a circle with this, all these nodules coming off it, maybe that'll be an interactive thing you can click on it. Similar to the, the one that, I think they've got it for the STGs, don't they? You can click on it, see how they're going to implement this and that and the next thing. Uh, maybe it's going to be something like that. But, uh, yeah, there's it's, it's basically nothing on this site at the
2: Okay,
0: well you I'm sorry, but you got my curiosity I had to put it in and see it Yes, I see that now I'm like, all these circles, yeah. these nodes and everything I finally yeah.
2: had doesn't, to get not It
1: doesn't, doesn't mention any of the countries whatsoever anyway. no.
2: uh-uh.
1: So maybe they're going to be on that thing I don't know Yeah, uh-huh. we shall see I'll look at that on the, on the 8th
0: Okay Alright, well
1: that's interesting It's, yeah, it's,
0: it's, um, it's a pretty website yeah, say, It's pretty, pretty
1: <laughs> The first line in this thing is that they hope to, the plans has announced plans to roll out digital IDs worldwide by the year 2030 and then you go to the site it says uh, it'll be done by 2028 So, um, and uh, which will be mandatory for people who wish to participate in society uh, Well what if you don't want to participate? So the simplest thing you could do is say no we're not having that it, 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 that's all it would take. People say, no, we're not doing it. And then you've got, you know, a population, say, the United States, 330 million people. If you've got 200 million people saying, no, we're not doing it, what are they going to do?
0: The trouble, you know, if, the if, trouble if people is... People say, not going to
1: participate.
0: Yeah, but the trouble is, Neil, is that people are, you know, fear is such an easy tactic hmm. to use and bully people. And if you've got a wife and children, the wife is going. Well, how are we going to eat? The children are going to starve. I mean, it, you fear, fear, fear. So yes, it would be wonderful if people would just say, "Well, hey, if we said no, what could they do?"
2: Yeah,
1: but I mean, that is the easy solution. That's it the is. simplest thing that anybody could do. And uh, I, I can't understand why people have got this uh, this um, I don't know way you'd call it this uh, this belief. I mean, Alan would mention it as well. Change is good. Well, how is it good for us? In what possible way is this good for us?
2: Mm-hmm.
1: It isn't. There's no benefit to you of this. Or oh, the benefit is you'll be able to participate in society. Well, I can do that now. So why why would I need this? Oh,
2: mm-hmm.
1: well, because uh, because it's, it's better for your children. Well, how is it better for the children? Oh, well, uh, we'll know where they are all the time, and they won't get kidnapped and I, you know, that's not happened yet either. You know, mm-hmm. it does happen. But it's always happened. What difference does it make if your child's got a digital ID? If somebody wants to kidnap them, they'll kidnap them.
0: That's right. And there's no point in telling people or reminding people that some of the worst crimes against children have been done as we as our technolo- technological control increases. Uh, you mm. know, people have these nanny cams. Well, hello, they get hacked.
2: Yeah. You know, yeah.
0: they they put up personal information on Facebook, and then they you know people it's find the out what,
1: of all the children. Yes, up there for uh, everybody to see uh, uh, all is, the predators. Yep. I mean, the the people who who will fall for this and say, "Oh, it will keep the children safe," are the very people that put their their children at risk.
2: Mm-hmm. The same people. Mm-hmm. You know, honest, and honest people who
1: who are the predators are the people who want to put the system in. <laughs>
0: that's right. Yeah, that is so, that's
1: uh, a fact. It's. Uh, I mean, you can you can you can guarantee that all these. Um, these transgender freaks—they'll—they'll they'll be all for this. They'll, they'll, oh yeah, and I bet there'll be a da- somebody will hack this stuff. It's, it's going to be hacked, and all these digital IDs will be uh, there for anybody to get a hold of. And
2: of course, you know,
1: you'll be able to track and trace them and find of out where course. they live and all sorts of stuff.
0: It's, it's completely. Oh, there's a blonde,
1: blue-eyed little boy. I don't know, I quite like to look at him. Where does he mm-hmm. live? Oh yeah, okay.
0: Mm-hmm. Completely you know, obvious, yeah.
1: yeah. It's not well, for anybody's safety. The, the safest thing you could do is just have cash, right? Walk about with cash as as we used to do. You know 30 40 years ago and that was the safest thing you could have you know we didn't have a, when we didn't have atms you know they, they used to say that uh, oh well you know if we forget the atm and then nobody'll mug you, well yeah they just wait around the corner from the atm and wait till you go up to it mm-hmm. you know and you, you might have gone there with cash in your pocket say you might have twenty dollars in your pocket and they go and you walk along the street and they go oh give me a wallet you go okay. Well, I've only got twenty dollars. Okay, and then off the go they've got twenty dollars. If you walk up to an ATM machine with your card, they'll say, "Right, take your maximum amount out and give me it." You mm-hmm. rob more. That's yeah. <laughs> not any safer. It's worse. No.
0: honestly, you know, not to be grotesque here, but with the biometrics that they're always pushing i mean i i I see it all the time where people have some facial recognition on a phone and you know fingerprints for this and that it's it's astonishing Mm -hmm. but you see in the movies they show you you know somebody getting their finger cut off or their eyeball removed for biometric access so i mean you know
1: again again that's just that's just um Again, go, that's predictive programming, isn't it? Because mm-hmm. that's exactly, exactly that, what e- they'll do. Exactly right. You're
0: exactly right. You've got
1: a you chip in their hand and you want to kidnap a child and you're going you're gonna to rape and murder them. You're not going to care if they've got a hand or not.
0: No.
1: You just cut it off and, and you know, put a suture around it to stop them bleeding out and that's it. Throw yeah. the hand in a lake somewhere or whatever. Or feed it to a dog. I mean, Anything. Uh, that's, that's, that's so Neil,
0: Neil, you could people be ri- yeah. you could be right in horror.
1: Well, it's going to be a horror show, isn't it? It
0: is going to be a horror show.
1: Yeah. It is. It's yeah. just uh, you just you're dealing with sick people. Yes, you with know, very very nasty sick people, and uh, if they want to if they want to get a hold of a child, they'll, they'll do it. They are going, going to let a chip in their hands stop them. Do you
0: remember the episode of Real History that I did in mm-hmm. October called Over the Mountain with Mike mm-hmm. from Canada?
2: Yeah.
0: You know, one of the things that got him going that he mentioned in that talk is, you know, Alan saying people have to get over their disbelief once you can accept that, oh, yeah, oh, yes they are that evil, they would do this, then well, you can start to see what's really going on. You have to say, oh, yeah, oh, yeah, they they would bring in a system in which it's designed for predators to prey on children. Oh, yes, I mean, we're living through it. Oh, yes, they would take your child and, and uh, cut off its genitals. You bet they would. Oh, yes, and so you reach a point where you no longer say, oh, they wouldn't do that. Because you can see, yeah. yes, they would, and they are.
1: Well, again, look what they've just done in Gaza. Yes. I mean, it's, it's, it's utterly disgusting. It's utterly disgusting. And I listened to your um, your broadcast. Uh, you were talking about this. I um, can't remember who it was you were talking to. It might have been on the, um, with the lads, Johnny, was it? Mm-hmm. You might have be been talking to him about it. Yes. Um, how how this this. Supposed attack by guys on paragliders. Uh, Utter, utter nonsense. It's just, it could not have happened. Could never have happened without collusion from Israel. And they're the only ones that are going to benefit from it. So even even if Hamas was real, even if it was real and real terrorists did this, what benefit is it then them them? All all they're going to do is, is bring on utter destruction of the whole Palestinian people. That was the only outcome.
0: Do you want to mention, I think this is a really good time for you to mention the cover of... Oh, the cover, yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah.
1: The cover of um, The Economist magazine. That's right. Oh, where did I put that now?
0: Well, I have it up, and it is The Economist magazine, which is a publication, economist.com. And this was the issue Mm -hmm. that covered the week of December the 22nd, 2012... Through January the 4th, 2013. And the the title of the issue was A Rough Guide to Hell.
1: And this is a Christmas edition.
0: Uh-huh. A Rough yeah. Guide to Hell. And in there, you have a scene that it looks, you know, there's the horned, pointy-tailed, trident-holding devil-demon. Surveying I, hell.
1: Yeah, I, 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 thought it was kind of like something about like Dante's Inferno.
0: Very much that, that so. That kind
1: of that kind mm-hmm. of imagery. But, uh, I'm just trying to find it again. I saved the image. I don't know what do with it. No, well, uh, it. while
0: while you're looking, yeah. I'll start describing some of it. I took a magnifying glass to try to figure out what the de- devil's little helpers at the bottom of the page. They oh, were, they were,
1: they, they, were the, they were the hackers.
0: Oh, okay. All right. Because right there next to the main devil, the big devil, who's surveying his handiwork, is a kind of a computer machine that's got a bunch of uh, levers and data and so forth. But the name of the machine in big font is climate change.
1: Mm -hmm. And the devil's tail is pointing to it, Mm -hmm. like an arrow. Yep. Yeah. I'm just, I'm this is damage.
0: this is such a grotesque inside joke and but again it's a beautiful uh illustration of yes they would do this they do this and they blame it on us and then they laugh about it when we accept it but they you have what you have there are in, included in the illustration are the seven deadly sins I can I yeah. don't see them all, but I see gluttony, I see envy, I see greed. I'm sure I could probably pull out the rest
2: if There's I lust. Lust is there. Is
1: uh, it okay? On, uh, I can. That's on. I think it's a, a, like a lady getting out of a like a chest or something.
2: something ah. Like
1: okay. On the, the left hand side, I believe. I can't. I'm, as I say, I'm trying to do this up the top of my head. Uh,
2: yeah,
0: and then <laughs> you have um, different uh, leaders. Historical and uh, contemporary. I think that I see Angela Merkel there. Oh, yes, mm. her hand. But the handbag next to Angela Merkel, she's not holding it. But it says it sloth. X- sloth. Oh,
1: sloth. Yes, yeah, sloth. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well. And
0: there's. Um, it, it could be Ronald Reagan, or it could be somebody else I don't recognize. I don't know. I think it
1: was. I think it was. Um is, are you talking about the guy sitting at the desk with three X's on it? That's right. Oh, that's uh, that's Simon Cowell.
0: Oh, oh, of course. Yeah. Oh, I see. I don't watch enough television, or I would have gotten. Well, no, that's no, right. But I just uh, <laughs> I,
2: I
1: listen, listen to somebody explain this. this uh, oh, okay,
0: okay. Uh, All right. Now, the, do you want to tell us? There is the Acropolis. There is the.
1: uh, uh there's a uh, Congress is there?
0: A Congress, the Congress, the the Congress building,
1: yeah, there are a few... I've got, yeah. here, I've got it here now, I've got okay. the image here now. Yeah, they've got Congress, uh, which has collapsed.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, they've got the bankers uh, going into the this, uh, like a, a stone monster's mouth, and uh, that's the greed. No,
0: that's money all, heaven. All, the all, stone monster's yeah. mouth is money heaven, where money yeah, just disappears. It.
1: Yeah, and of course you've got Obama, right? And I, I had this uh, lady explain, like, uh, it's pride that's on his book. And he's on this little motorboat going under the tunnel. I guess that's the tunnel of love or something. I don't know. But uh, and I, I immediately thought Pride. Yeah, that, that's him because he's gay, right? And he's all into this uh, stuff. I don't think it's got anything to do with his, uh, with being proud of himself. I think this is this is to do with the Pride movement.
0: Interesting.
1: Uh, I think you have got Sarkozy there, and they have got somebody on the left. on. There's an elephant there. The elephant in the room, obviously. Uh-huh. And uh I don't know who the guy on the, the left hand side of the elephant is, but that's envy.
2: Uh-huh.
1: So I guess uh that guy was a competitor to him, I don't know. But then you yeah, you've got lust, you've got this uh female devil coming out on the on the left hand side. Below I think is that is that I think that's supposed to be some kind of one general or something. I think the guy next to him is that Maxwell? I don't know. I don't I'm know. I'm not sure.
0: I don't know. But I think uh, I, I see Putin. Is that Putin there?
1: Yeah, Putin's in the middle there, and uh-huh. then you've got um, Adem- Ahmadinejad uh-huh. just down left of him, and then below him you've got Gaddafi, and then isn't that, right next um, to Adem- Gaddafi
0: isn't that uh, the uh, Syrian president right next? Yeah, to
1: Assad's Putin? up there on the okay. right of Putin.
2: Uh-huh.
1: That's Assad, and then you've got uh, the Chinese um, guy below him playing with his missiles, uh-huh. and then to the to the right of him. Uh, you've got gluttony, and it's America feeding itself on oil.
2: Yeah.
1: And to the left of that, you've got uh, a, a garbage truck tipping out British journalists. <laughs> now remember, remember, I think it was the last time you mentioned that one of these, uh, one of these, oh, it was um, no, it was uh, Plotkin, Stanley Plotkin, in his testimony, he said uh, British journalists were the garbage of the of journalism. And here we are, this garbage truck tipping out journalists, British mm-hmm. journalists. It says on the side of the truck. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, right above that, you've got Netanyahu, with his Israeli helmet on, on a paraglider, and uh, Hamas on the other side, on a paraglider.
0: Okay. Now, now let's let's re- like that? Re- let's let's <laughs> repeat that. There are. This is the top page, uh, at the top of the illustration, right underneath a rough guide to hell. So the very, yeah. actually, besides the devil the very main feature of this illustration is are the two paragliders, Hamas and, and, the sin, and Netanyahu. the sin is wrath.
1: It's wrath uh-huh. that's in the explosion. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, how how could they possibly have known this?
0: Ten years ago.
1: Yeah, ten years ago. And uh they, they I mean, if anybody believes that uh, Hamas would uh, stage an invasion by paraglider, they must have out their minds. I know. Um, I listened to um, just today, actually, I was listening to something, and uh, there was an IDF, ex-IDF border guard, a female. She was talking about 25 years ago. The technology they had was so good they could spot a cat. If there was a cat moved near the fence, they had to raise an alert and the, the military would be there in like a matter of a minute or two minutes, you know, they'd be there. Uh, that was twenty five years ago, and she I was. I think I saw her just, not
0: I, not that interview, but I believe I saw the same woman doing another interview talking about right. how. Well, it, and
1: she, she was saying that, that this this whole story that uh, the the Iron Dome was um, was uh, breached fifteen times, and the military was nowhere to be seen for hours is 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 farcical. Uh. So it just would not happen. It's, it's impossible said, so we could see a cat 25 years ago, and were led to believe that, uh, that Hamas managed to breach the security 15 times, all at once, all at the same time, and nobody noticed. It's, it's just it's it's this. I mean, if you want a more blatant false flag, I mean there it is, right? Mm-hmm. And here's and here's the uh, <laughs> the depiction of it right there. Mm-hmm. Ten years ago, I mean none, none of this can be called coincidence. None of it.
0: Now, to me, this is this is just mockery.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: It's it's pure yeah. mockery of anyone who believes the official account of what is happening and why it's happening. I tell yeah. you, you know, we don't need to dive into this too deeply. But something that I've been doing in various forms the last little while is looking at what else is going on in the region, you know, China, bigger plans, long-term plans. Mm-hmm. And one thing that I I was looking at the displacement, basically it's just a complete relocation of all of the ethnic Armenians. And this, this happened right in front of our eyes. Nobody's paying attention to it. Nobody is saying anything, um, you know, on the news. I mean, yeah, it's getting a little bit of coverage, but you really, really have to dig for it. And this, there's this disputed region in Azerbaijan called Nagorno-Karabakh.
2: And they
0: they finally got the ethnic Armenians, more than 100,000 of them. Many of them had to flee on foot. There were about 21,000 cars or more loaded up with, you know, this is a household worth of possessions and your whole family in a car or on your back or in the back of a, a, you know, like a transport truck. And Mm -hmm. they got the last of them out a few days ago by bus. And when you you look at it, you go, oh, this is terrible, you know, Muslims versus Christians, this disputed region and everything. But the bigger picture is a lot of stuff that, you know, it's about roads and transport and rail and what Turkey wants to do and Mm -hmm. what China is planning on doing and how China is going to, you know, wants to have a transport uh, it's the Belt Road. Yeah, so their belt yeah Belt Road Initiative or New Silk Road, and it's the all of the regional. You know, Armenia's got something they want to do. Turkey has something that they're planning on doing. And these little and it, Israel
1: wants to put a um, canal. The, uh, is Ben Gurion Canal? They, want mm-hmm. to, they wanted to build that for years, and That's that goes right. right through Gaza.
0: That's right. So what you're yeah. looking at, what I think I'm seeing is a complete restructuring of the region. And this goes way back, World War I, the uh, getting rid of the Alpha. Ottoman Empire. Yeah, it's, it's, but it's a long-term business plan, and yeah. we're but watching
1: th- it. Th- it seems to have come to fruition now, and it's just full steam ahead. Yeah, it's, uh, on all right. fronts, On all fronts at the same time, so you can't really uh, see what's going on. Everybody's going to be so fearful mm-hmm. um, about their own situation. I think I sent you a little video about some Israeli guys saying, oh, uh, Israelis all over the world need to be careful, don't get on planes, don't do this, don't do that. You know, you're, you're under attack, you could be killed anywhere in the world. You know, it's just it's it's just stoking up fear. As you say, fear's, fear's a weapon, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and it's, it's been used to perfection, really. On all of us, you know, we could be having a nuclear war, da-da-da-da-da, you know? Yeah. Uh, Iran gets involved, all these countries. You know, I thought... <laughs> But they're all working for the same same end, of course. Yeah, they are fearful times, but you can't uh, you can't succumb to that and say, oh well, you know, just I'll, I'll hunker down, I duck and cover, and all that kind of thing. It's uh, we're, we're dealing with barbarism. I mean, out and out barbarism that these people who are who are orchestrating all this, and they're sitting back in their plush offices, laughing like the like the cover of this magazine. Yes, just laughing at the world, saying how foolish they are. And uh, we'll just have our way with them, and that'll be it.
0: If if people could just really take this in and let it absorb right into you, the uh, uh, to mm. me the the most important thing is the long term agenda that we're living through something that was scripted out. Uh, over a hundred years ago, this is what we 're going yeah. to do this is how we 're going to do it, and yes, depopulation is part of the plan
1: well, that was good for that isn't it yeah it's uh, the perfect the perfect tool really well, until you get away with injecting people i guess mm-hmm. I mean they, they could come up with anything here. say, oh the Chinese have done this or the Iranians or they've spread anthrax over the over some state in New York or whatever. So everybody's got to be injected against anthrax or any kind of nonsense they could come up with. And uh, people the interesting thing about this picture, this cover of the magazine, you've got Houses of Parliament in the background. There doesn't seem to be anything wrong with them. It's right, uh, right to the left-hand side of Netanyahu. That's the British Houses of Parliament. They, they seem to be perfectly fine. Mm. wonder where that would be. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I wonder if that's where it's been run from.
0: Very interesting. Yeah,
1: yeah it's right. It's right, barely more or less in the centre of the picture.
0: Yeah, now I see it. It's sta- it, un- standing under, under the proud.
1: <laughs> yeah, under the word wrath.
2: Mhm.
1: Yeah. yeah. You shall feel our wrath there. Eh? Yeah. But uh, yeah, that's it's an interesting image. I don't know what the teapot means. There's a teapot sitting there. I want to ask about. That's probably got some esoteric meaning. I don't know. Yeah, and of course the devil's reading the actual cover of the magazine as if he's kind of scripting it. Okay, you take your position there, you go there, you go there. Yeah. You know, And there's uh, the devil sitting on the euro sailing it down the river.
0: <laughs> Did you ever yeah. see the Stephen King uh, or read the book Storm of the Century, the Stephen King? No, uh, no. Okay, well, the teapot uh, kind of factored in there.
2: Okay. Uh, yeah, that
0: well, I don't know. There the there was a woman who uh, you could say she got possessed or taken over and she does a a very brutal killing when she's in this state and she it, while she's in the state she's guiding these little children to sing I'm a little teapot short and stout.
1: Okay. Yeah, I'm just looking at the back of that. There's a, it looks between the, where the Colosseum is. Or, or, uh, uh that's Acropolis, I can't remember. Uh, and between, uh, where the, the Congress is collapsing. Right, right between the two is a volcano going off.
0: Yes, yeah.
1: huh Maybe that's what's climate
2: change, eh? Possibly. <laughs> yeah. Maybe all the anyway.
0: people in Parliament are just sitting back there relaxed because for whatever reason at this time they're not hurt and they're just having tea. Everything stops for tea. Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah, I don't well I don't see anybody uh, Actually, British ha, in this yeah. picture. I don't see any any British MP or politician in this no. picture. No. No not one. And uh that seems to be the only building that's okay. Everything else is falling apart.
0: Very interesting. Well, it's quite
1: So. There you go.
0: Quite neat. Yeah. I mean, I'm glad you sent it to me because it's a, a really uh, beautiful illustration. Yeah, well,
1: right, right above the uh, the climate change machine, you've got India and China shoveling coal into a furnace. Uh huh. <laughs> yeah.
2: Yeah. That's Stoking okay. Yeah, that's okay. Yeah. Yeah. That's what, a, devil,
1: what a I joke! Guess. What a mm mm-hmm. Mhm. Ah, yeah, and I, you notice know, the devils are pointing the pitchforks at the heads of uh, Akhmedinov and Putin. Mhm. So, yeah. I mean, Gaddafi, was Gaddafi dead at that time 10 years ago? No, he wasn't. He was still alive, wasn't he? If people want to look at it, just put in uh, Economist front page, December 22, is it? Yeah. December 22. I'll link to it.
0: It looks like Gaddafi was taken out in October of 2011. So maybe this was just a little celebration.
1: Yeah, maybe, yeah.
0: You know, if we're looking at it closely, is that his head on a platter? Eh,
1: could be, couldn't
0: it?
2: Yeah.
1: Yeah, huh. interesting. It could be. He doesn't look very well, anyway. No, <laughs> and he's looking straight at the devil. See uh, what he done to me. Yeah.
0: Okay. What's next? Uh
1: what's next? Um, I guess. But uh, don't have much time with because I know you're busy.
0: We've still got a good uh, a good chunk of time here. I don't. Okay. Remember, um, at least twenty minutes. Uh,
1: yeah. Okay, let's talk about... I mean, we've mentioned Gaza. Let's talk about this. Because this was... uh I remember watching the movie Munich. I watched it a couple of times, uh you know, based on a true story.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And it was a very good movie. And it actually showed you quite a few things about what these people are capable of. And you talk about evil. These... Every one of these guys that, that was involved in this were psychopaths. Every one of them that they showed you in that movie that went out to hunt down these... Um, the so-called terrorists that attacked the uh, the Olympics
2: mm-hmm.
1: and killed, what was it, twenty something athletes or something like that? Twenty, mm-hmm. I can't remember. It's in the article somewhere. But um, they've now set up a new unit on on the basis of what they did to those guys, and basically they went around the whole planet over a ten-year period, just murdering people who they they had uh, almost like the um, the pack of cards they did with. Uh, you know, Saddam Hussein and all these people uh, wanted, most wanted, and I think Osama bin Laden was the, the Ace of Spades or something. You know, wh- whatever they did, they had the packet cards with all these um, supposed people that were going to go after. And it was very similar with this this uh, operation back in the seventies, nineteen seventy-two, I think, nineteen seventy-two, something like that. Yeah, seventy-two. Um, where they got this this, this group of uh, elite specialists uh, to go around the world and basically assassinate anybody. They had on their list whether they had anything to do with the attacks or not. Just because they were, they were Arabs or they'd had some minor association with some group or, or other in the past. It could have been years before. Uh, or they'd been at a meeting sometime or whatever it was. And they killed innocent children, all sorts of people, um, by, by mistake. But just so they could get, get the person they had on their list.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And again, they're openly stating they're going to do the same again. Now, th- that tells you there's no law in this world. There is no international law. If these guys can openly say we're going to send our agents all over the world and we're going to go after anybody who we think is responsible for this and it doesn't matter about any collateral damage that gets in the way, it doesn't matter any innocent people get in the way, they're going to die and we're going to do it and we're going to brag about it and we're going to put it all over our media and uh, celebrate it because they will and they did in the past Yes, and nobody will do a thing about it.
2: The
0: first thing I thought too, when you sent me this Neil, you know it says that the uh, they've they've launched this operation to track down and kill all of those who were involved in last month's and you know uh, Hamas attack. But what has been going on for the last month? you know that now it's it's more than ninety five hundred people. I'm sure we're around ten thousand Palestinians. I don't we and we don't know. We just know that what what uh, their health minister has shared with us, which last time I checked was ninety five hundred dead, and more than half of these, again according to that health minister, are women and children. So in mm-hmm. the in their attempt to kill Hamas, who are responsible for this, they've killed. Nearly 10,000 people, we are told, and we're told that, m- that more than half of them are women and children, why do they need to have a special you know, Munich-style force to go out and do something that's illegal? They don't. Again, it's just a mocking or a flaunting in your face that we can do something that's completely illegal, and who's going to stop us? The only thing that you see, and again, yeah, go ahead.
1: That, they, they, they're openly showing the world that they're above the law. Mm-hmm. that They're above any law. It doesn't matter what country. what uh, They're above the UN. They don't care what they say. They don't care what anybody says. They're just going to go out and murder people. And th- This is terrorism. By definition, this is terrorism. And they're going to get away with it.
0: I was doing a little bit of following of the stories of all of the protests that happened last weekend um, in Europe, in the US, different places where people were Protesting against these attacks and calling for a ceasefire, mm-hmm. and there was one Jewish journalist or academic, I don't remember now, and she was saying, "This is wrong to equate." She she said, "Just because you're pro-Palestinian does not make you anti-Jewish,"
1: or pro-Hamas,
0: or pro-Hamas. And she said, it, it, it really, and this was a Jewish person saying this, she said, it, it really, we need to be careful that to remember that Israel is a state, it's a nation, and when it is doing something illegal or wrong, people need to be able to express their disgust or their outrage over that without having that conflated with anti-Semitism.
2: How,
1: how, how can you be anti-Semitic? I mean, the Israelis, I would suggest, or the Israeli government for sure, and a lot of the population, unfortunately, are anti-Semitic because they hate the Arabs. Yeah. the are Semites. That's true. So aren't they anti-Semitic? Or they change the definition of Semite? <laughs> it's well,
0: it's people a, you people know, automatically
1: <sighs> think Israel when you say anti-Semitic.
0: See, everything that's going on right now, I, I feel like it's a, the use of the dialectic on steroids, because there's so much emotion, there's so much emotional outrage, and everyone is sure to pick a side. And historically, what we have, you've got Biden, who's been, you know, a friend to Israel and supportive there. And look at all of the Democratic presidents and their involvement in the region, and where they chose to align themselves but all of the sudden, we're this is given to us, particularly in the United States, as a left versus right, and mm-hmm. that's that's wrong because people, regardless, you know, if you're apolitical or if you are on, you know, conservative or you're liberal, it should be possible to see a wrong and call it out without putting you in the camp of the far left or the far right. But that's how this is being used now.
1: Yeah, I mean, no, no child is a terrorist, right? No, no child is a terrorist. No innocent uh, man, woman, child are terrorists. And basically, the uh, on both sides. On, uh, I mean, the Israelis are getting bombed as well, or you know, innocent people there are getting killed.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, and, and you know, I heard something else today that uh, one of these. Um, Oh, I think I heard it the other day. He was talking about uh, put, dropping a nuclear bomb on Gaza and wiping them all out. Well, does he think that those walls around Gaza are going to keep that in?
0: That's right.
1: He's, I mean, these, these people are insane.
2: That's
1: right. But, uh, you know, he's... He, I think the same guy or somebody else, somebody else in the Israeli government or military, was saying that, no, the Palestinians are our enemy. Everybody's involved in this. They support Hamas, so they're the enemy. Well, by the same token, you could say that Israeli civilians are the enemy because they voted for Netanyahu. They voted for this. So it uh, works both ways. Uh,
0: I mean, again, you, go ahead.
1: You leave civilians out of it, then it's, it's governments fighting, a government fighting like who exactly? They and can't she, even name any of these people.
0: And generally for uh, long-term geopolitical plans and regional change that we are unaware of. And again, you, you have to be careful to look at it without getting emotionally inflamed. Do you recall a couple of weeks ago when one of the hostages, Israeli woman, elderly, was released? You, and she
1: said she'd been treated very well. Yes. Yeah. That um, if, I, if I was an ordinary, you know, religious Jew living in living in Israel, and I've seen some of the rabbis there actually being assaulted by the the police, brutally assaulted by the police for um, standing doing some kind of vigil in the street um, with Palestinian flags, saying we've got to, you know innocent people are dying here, we've got to stop this, and the police basically barreled in with you know their black Kevlar suits on and, and beat the crap out of them, just in in broad daylight, and you think well. What's going on there? But if I was an ordinary civilian, uh, in Israel, you know, law-abiding, religious, uh, just went about your business, believed in the, the Torah, whatever, whatever you believe in, that's your own business, I'd be worried because if the Arab world was to turn on them, they're over. They're finished. Because really? they ain't getting out of this. If, if the whole Arab world was to turn on them, they're done. I don't think they understand the predicament their own, well, they their rulers. They're not, I mean, Netanyahu's not even Israeli. He's Polish. He changed his name when he went there. Yeah. He's not. He's not even one of them.
2: No,
0: it's again. You know, it's just too easy to get people steered by emotion. It, it's absolutely too too easy.
2: Mm-hmm. But I mean, it,
1: some of the pic, some of the pictures and videos coming out are, are horrific. Oh yeah. You know, on both sides. I mean, there, there's obviously there's some propaganda put in there as well, but in the main, even even the scenes of the devastation. I mean, it looks like the, the worst... It looks like Dresden, some of it.
2: hmm
1: You know, the, the bombing they've done, it's just atrocious.
0: It is atrocious. And, again, you know, a couple of the articles that I linked to on the weekend, w- one of them was an interesting one from The Guardian, and it, it, it basically said, why is there the Palestinian exception? Why are pro-Palestinian voices suppressed in the U.S.? Mm-hmm. And it went on to list peop- all of the people who have been fired or punished or censured in some way simply for having some sympathy for the Palestinians. And this this is wrong. This is a. a I, I think
1: I think rather than be pro Palestinian, they, they need to change the label and say we're pro humanity. That's right. These are are just innocent civilians. It doesn't matter where they come from, what race they are, what nationality, what religion, it doesn't matter. They're innocent people who are being bombed for no other reason than the, the powers that be want to bomb them yeah. and get rid of them
0: uh, because you know I said what I said right off the bat that there is no way this happened. There was no way that the Iron Dome was breached, and, uh, so and nice. I, I mean, I believe that you, you will not dissuade me of that. But nonetheless, or like any,
1: anybody, ra- anybody rational looking at this c- cannot believe that oh. that Hamas would be so stupid as to do something else. And it, it would be stupid if it, it, if it really was it, them. The only the only result coming out of that was exactly what we're seeing.
0: It, it would be, you know, I mean, but that aside, you know, my own saying, no, that didn't happen. It did not happen. But no. I'm still able to look at the result of it, and I don't want to see, you know, a, more than a thousand is, Israelis killed. No matter who orchestrated it, how it was done, it's a terrible, terrible thing. So you, mm-hmm. you're right. You have to be pro-human. It's not like, oh, I, you know, I am going to pick a side here. No, it's it's terrible, and, and it's easy to well, you hear, be pro-human. You hear it,
1: these, yeah, you hear these officials come out and calling Palestinians animals, you know, and you think, well, hold on a minute, what what are they doing to you? What are they doing to you? They're they're trying to to feed their children in in the rubble, and you're still bombing them. Who's the animal? You know, who's the animal? It's the people dropping the bombs, right? That's right. uh, You can't can't equate uh, survival with bombing. No. One of them's wrong, right? And it's not the survival instinct. No. So... uh, Yeah, I mean, it's hard not to get emotional about it because you just see, again, on both sides, you're seeing people, people in Israel being played for sure, and the Palestinians are getting the brunt of it, and they're all the same people if they'd only realise it. Most well, in general, you know, the the people imported there to, to, basically, I mean, it's almost, it's almost like. it's almost like migrants coming to Europe, right, or Ireland, and getting all the benefits. They got these these people coming from like California and places like that, going over to Israel and get, being given a house that they've stolen off some Palestinian, and they think that's okay. If they'd done that in California, they'd be shot <laughs> by the house owner. They say, oh, "No, you're not having that." But I, I saw one report where uh, a whole apartment block, maybe you know, twelve apartments or something, somebody had been killed there—a journalist, I believe it was. And they'd all gone to the funeral because they highly respected her. She was very um, uh, objective in reporting from both sides of the the debate. And they'd all gone to the funeral because they had high respect for her. And When it came back, busloads of settlers had been driven to the, the apartment block and taken over. And they came home after oh. the funeral, nowhere to live. None of the stuff was given back to them. Nothing. And you see all these uh, these guys with uh, mattresses and. Luggage and everything all just pouring into this apartment block off this bus and just taking over. I mean, what what do you do? What what do you do in that situation?
0: Something that I looked at uh, not too long ago was something that was put out by two former IDF, two IDF veterans, and I think this was about 16, 17 years old now. But they were having, you know, at the time that they made this, it was their own crisis of conscience. And they said, you know, they gave an example similar to that. And they said, when you see the treatment and you understand that this is policy, this isn't just some, uh, you know, crazed soldiers who've got a gun and they want to, you know, bash some Palestinians. No, this is coming from the top Policy, and they said, you know, you have to wrestle with your conscience and say why.
1: Yeah. Well, if it's illegal to steal somebody's apartment, then again, where, where's the law? Mm-hmm. There is no law. Yeah. You can just well, take somebody's house because you're an Israeli and they're a, uh, sorry, you're yeah, you're, you're a Jew and they're a Muslim. Yeah. And that's that's justification for stealing the property. No. And and it's, it's covered you're covered by the law because you're a settler. They call you a settler well you're an invader. You know, well, you're not a settler. You're a thief.
0: I think in terms of being above the law, since I, I have to wrap it up in about 10 minutes here, I think it might be good for us to touch a little bit on something that you sent me, the Covert Human mm. Intelligence Sources Bill.
1: Yeah, Criminal Conduct Act 2021. It's not been passed, by the way. It's law now. Mm. And I think the, the important part of it it's, it, this is basically a bill to allow certain institutions of government and other other institutions to carry out criminal acts, mm-hmm.
2: uh,
1: legally, apparently.
0: I looked at uh, the, the uh, fact... How, and go ahead.
1: How they can be criminal acts and legal, I don't know. <laughs> that's, that's accident, it's it?
0: sort of like um if the police use an informant or something like that, but the the fact sheet that came out about almost three years ago now that was you know, as they were trying to get more of this past, it said covert human intelligence sources, the C H I S are crucial in preventing and safeguarding victims from from many serious crimes including terrorism drugs and firearms offenses and child sexual exploitation participation like in criminal conduct is an essential and inescapable feature of CHIS use otherwise they would not they will not be credible or gain the trust of those under investigation so basically yeah. these are this is the legal framework for allowing People who work for the government to commit crimes, mm-hmm.
1: and it, it, there's no it, there's no limit on the criminality. I mean, this could include murder.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: There's no uh, actual uh, limit to the criminality they can they can carry out. So, I mean, as I say, there's no law, is there? If, nope. if, if all these uh, people are above the law, which they clearly are, if they can commit criminal acts and not get in trouble for it, then. What are the public supposed to? Why? Why should we be obeying the laws? Well,
0: you know, the, if, it's, the, if it's
1: good enough for them, that's good enough for us, right? That's
0: right. The the piece that you sent me, it was called Part One A, and it said relevant authorities for the purposes of you know, and it gave you that's all a, of the sub. Yeah, that's,
1: that's the one I'm looking at right now. Yeah. that's the important bit. Yeah. Well, do you do
0: you so, want to share that?
1: <laughs> yeah, I mean, A one, any police force, any police force in the UK, I guess that is. So, that's Scottish, Irish, Welsh. There's only there's only one police force in Scotland, so that's how they cover everything up. The National Crime Agency and the Serious Fraud Office. So then it goes on to the intelligence services. Any of the intelligence services. Now we don't even know how many intelligence services there are. We only know about MI5, MI6, all the ones in James Bond movies. But uh, there clearly are many, many more. You know, you talk about um, 7th Brigade. There's mm-hmm. one.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: GCHQ. All of these entities and. There, are, you can guarantee there are many, many other ones that we'll never, ever hear about.
2: That's right.
1: You know, so it moves on to the armed forces. So there you are. There's, there's cover for any anybody in the military uh, killing the Navy illegally, which would be deemed illegal. You know, so, just to repeat this,
0: it, just to repeat this, to reiterate, any of Her Majesty's forces.
1: Now, forces doesn't necessarily mean military either.
2: Yeah.
1: It says the armed forces, but... You get armed police officers as well. You get armed uh, special operations people. They're not necessarily part of the military. Right. It just says the armed forces now, and it's got the armed forces here, and I notice they're not um, they're not capitalised. Like you've got Revenue and Customs, which is capitalised. Police forces isn't capitalised. Intelligence services isn't capitalised.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: So it's a kind of, I mean, the page is grey. There's a lot of grey areas in here. <laughs> <laughs> well. yeah so the armed forces again anybody yeah. with a gun right
2: yeah
1: anybody who's who's got the legal authority to carry a gun yeah well like again that could be anybody revenue and customs so there's a tax office the irs for the americans can criminally act to uh, put you in prison for some perceived tax abuse or fraud i mean if they want to go after you they could they could they could send money into your bank account or whatever yeah, I say, absolutely. where'd you get that? I say, well, I never put it there. Yeah. Well, well, how have you got it? Where'd it come from? You know, it's just... It's and a, it this is really astonishing,
0: Neil, but it's...
1: Yeah, yeah, government departments, the Department of Health and Social Care. Hmm. I mean, what could they possibly be doing that would be illegal? Maybe injecting you with something that's uh, going to kill you. <laughs> like <this> remdesivir and alarm <laughs> and stuff like that. Is that how they get away with it?
0: It's... Because this was, this was It's passed. here, this, it, this, that's the, right.
1: This is passed. This is in law. So, are, are all of these people that did this going to get away with it now? Mm-hmm. Because, well, they just didn't know, right? The Home Office. So that's your, again that goes back to the intelligence services and stuff like that. The Ministry of Justice. So there's the Ministry of Justice, you are supposed to uphold the law, being given carte blanche to commit any criminal offence they want
2: mm-hmm.
1: in search of justice. Mm-hmm.
2: And in the
0: US, <laughs> in the US, this would equate to. All of the FBI, all of your attorney generals, and many other departments that would fall judges. under... Yep, judges, can yeah. break the, the, the law. Ju-
1: the all that
2: stuff.
0: They, in other words, you know, the bottom line of this is we can break the law to protect you. Yeah. And it's...
2: Yeah. <laughs>
1: If I could break the law to protect us, then you can, can imagine if uh, enough people got the right idea, then none of these bills would be getting passed yeah. because there'd nobody left to pass them.
0: Well, go ahead and share so, the other bodies. The
1: other bodies, yeah. The Competition and Markets Authority. So they, they can, if, if you have a good idea for a business, they're going to make sure it doesn't get anywhere. Yeah. Uh, they're going to accuse you of fraud or stealing patents or something. Uh, the Environment Agency. The, does that include these people that go out and start fires in the forest and say, oh, there's a wildfire site, it must be climate change? <laughs> Is is that what that means?
2: Uh,
1: uh, I mean, they're they're committing a crime, right? And uh, it's mm -hmm. to push an agenda. It's to push what the consensus is. The Financial Conduct Authority, since when has that ever worked? That's always (laughs) been criminal, so uh, it doesn't really matter, does it? Uh, The Food Standards Agency, you you could say the same about them. I mean, (laughs) food standards are supposed to protect you, right, from uh, bad things in your food. Well, when have they ever done
2: that?
0: And I many, don't know if in if in the U.K. it's tied in with drugs, but the food standards, the equivalent in the U.S. would be the Food and Drug Administration yeah, of the FDA. I think, I, think the,
1: the, I think the drug side of it is uh, separate in the U.K. Uh-huh. But, uh, I mean, certain things, I think vitamins and stuff like that are still, or like uh, supplements, I think uh-huh. they come under the standards agency
2: okay.
1: and stuff like that. So, again, they, they could come out with any, if, if somebody came out with a cure for cancer, say, and uh, these, this crowd could go go around getting all these fake reports and stuff and accuse this guy like they did with um, David Knox with the um, the GMAF and put him in prison because he said he was uh, he was acting unlawfully and they had no evidence whatsoever that he'd harmed anybody. They just made it up. But that was before the spill was in and they still got away with it then. So uh, I guess it's just a backup for them and the Gambling Commission. What what, what kind of you can only. I saw a gambling commission in this, and all I can think of is casinos and gangsters
2: Mm -hmm.
1: getting away with crime. Money laundering. That's all I see with that, because most of that kind of thing is money laundering. As far as I'm I'm aware, or my my, uh, opinion is, all the money that goes through casinos, it's just laundry money, isn't it?
0: Just to finish reading a little bit... Uh, uh, From this other page that I looked up, the fact sheet, it said, this enables them to work their way into the heart of groups that would cause us harm, finding information and intelligence which other investigative measures may never detect. The bill provides an express power to authorize CHIS to participate in conduct which would otherwise constitute a criminal offense. And mm. then it goes on to say, this is not a new capability. The bill so provides. The do yeah, exactly. This is not a new yeah. capability. The bill provides a clear legal basis for a long-standing tactic, which is vital for national security and the prevention and detection of crime. It's, it, so it's just right there in your face. We have well, always word... been breaking the law and now we've just made some legal, some laws to show you that it's really okay. Yeah. We're going to keep the key, doing the key, it.
1: The key, word, the key word in that whole paragraph was us. Yeah. It was protect us. That's right. Not, not the people. It was to protect them. <laughs> That's right. You know, it's not it's not about the public. It's not about helping, helping anybody. Uh, it's not about fighting crime. Clearly, it's not about fighting crime or well, there wouldn't be acting criminally would they no um, and who better to get away with crime than the police and the security services and <laughs> all these people who and better
0: the, t- the tax man
1: <laughs> the tax yeah they've all been doing it for, as you say this isn't this is nothing new it's just yeah. uh, been put in a legal framework now so that the, nobody can be prosecuted ah uh. This, I mean, basically, this is this is saying that, uh, well, okay, let's let's say this was in a, in Israeli context, right? That that means that the intelligence services could stage a false flag to justify a war, right? And and it's legal, right? So. Because, that, that's what we're looking at, yeah. But
0: yeah, because the language right there says safeguarding victims from many serious crimes, including terrorism. So you stage your, you yeah. stage something, because well, we had to go after them. We finally had to get in there and get rid of them.
1: And we needed an excuse, so we mm-hmm. we, we blew up a church mm. or a mosque or something. Um, but interesting, it says, but it's to it's to keep victims safe. Well, if they're a victim, they're not they've, they're not being kept safe in the past, have they? They're already a victim. <laughs> <laughs> so you're too late. <laughs> You know, uh, but yeah, I mean, it's it's if this wasn't in black and white, and you tried to tell us to somebody, and you couldn't show them this, they would not believe you. They would not believe you. No, and I I doubt this is unique to Britain either.
0: Oh, I I expect that you're right. I, expect I mean, I don't true. know if
1: there's any like legal framework like this in place in the states, for example, or any other country, but certainly the the criminal element of it has always been going on.
0: Well, that may be something that we have to. You're, you're, I'm looking at the calendar right now, and you'll you'll be back on the seventh. Oh, hey, and that's yeah. Pearl Harbor Day, so he'll be back the seventh okay. of December if we can make that work out.
1: Okay, I'll need to work on that because, as far as I know, I'm only going to have Sundays off.
0: Oh, that's next, right. You're going in your busy weeks. in your busy season. Yeah, yeah. yeah.
1: So I'm not sure. How are we going to work that? Because uh, we've only got one day a week off of a lot of stuff to do. <laughs> but um, we'll try and fit it in some way.
0: Okay. Well, even if we, you know, I mean, I don't want to, if, if you can't do it, that's okay. But even if we did yeah, maybe, just maybe, a short episode.
1: Maybe what, we can do is, is, yeah, maybe what we can do is pick a subject and do it before before then. Just pick one subject and kind of go through it a bit. Not <laughs> not, not any of the news stories that are going around just now, but something that's not going to have a, like a time limit on it. Kind of thing.
0: Well, I kind of like the idea of investigating this in the U.S., but we'll have other ideas. Pearl Harbor Day.
1: <laughs> we could talk about that kind of thing. Um, um,
0: another false flag, yeah. Yeah.
1: Well, yeah. I guess if, if we put that, out, maybe the third of December.
0: Uh, yeah, we could do that. I like the idea of covering uh, Pearl Harbor Day because just, you know, just guess
1: cover false flags. We absolutely. Cover false flags and Exposed.
0: That's right, and everybody gets their Pearl Harbor event.
1: Yeah, or the 9-11. They called uh, October 7th uh, Israel's 9-11, didn't they?
0: Yes, they, they called it their 9-11. So, you know, yeah. the, the 9-11 is the new Pearl Harbor.
1: <laughs> yeah. Well, then, the 9-11 was the new Pearl Harbor because they wanted the Pearl Harbor event, didn't they?
0: That's right. And um, mm-hmm. and, and hopefully we can make that okay. work. You, you have a, at least a couple of months where you're in your busy season working for
1: the man yeah well not not the not the enemy man uh, the other <laughs> a, dif- a different one yeah <laughs> which, which treats you with a lot more respect i have to say but uh, well that's
0: good yeah. i'm glad but well, uh
1: yeah, it's, um <laughs> we live in a some people call it clown world we're li- we just living it's like an alice in wonderland it's just it's you couldn't people keep saying you couldn't make it up we say well somebody has
0: that's right. Somebody asked. <laughs> yeah.
1: yeah. For a long, long time.
0: Yeah. And, and even put say, it on, even put it, it, it on the cover of the Economist magazine, for sure.
1: Yeah. Uh, I sent, uh, I sent something to um, Angry North. Uh, I think it was, uh, it, it wasn't the, it wasn't a bit of the Leonard elders' Zion. It was something similar to that. And I sent him the the, the text and I said, here, there's a few song lyrics in here you could pull out <laughs> and make uh. a song out of this. You know? Um, but, uh yeah, it's, I mean, I don't know. How can you even comprehend that this is? You know, we're supposed to be in a civilized world, I know. and you see the horrors that are being carried out in, in the name of uh, peace. It's always in the name of peace we're living in Orwell's 1984.
2: That's
1: um, right. And uh, this this thing here, this this uh, criminal uh, authorization act, as you um it's just any any totalitarian. Uh, regime does this mm-hmm. anything that we're told like oh the, the Iranians are terrible secret police and all this they carry out all these crimes well this is the, exactly the same this is exactly the same there's no difference here between no. any totalitarian regime and any so called democracy this isn't a democracy if you can do all this stuff
0: no this is just an announcement of how, how it's been for a long time and how it's going to be but I have to end for the day I don't know what's happening next week, but I, you know, hopefully we'll have I'll, I'll have thought of something good or have somebody to talk to you next week. But I thank you okay. for tuning in and thank you, Neil. It's always fun to talk to you.
1: Yeah, it's always fun discussing the horror show that we're living in.
0: Yep. <laughs> and everybody, tune in next week.
2: I've got something that the world didn't give me, and the world cannot take it away. And I've got something that the world didn't give me. And the world